the COVID deaths have been exaggerated. And they've been exaggerated because people are getting rewarded for it. The big question is this. How investors like us have learned all in the silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski, and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hey, George and Christina. Hey Markoski, how are you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. Christina and George Markoski here. Can't wait to tell you. Oh, my God. So many exciting things are happening. Yes. Now, look, um, we've got lots of people on board, which is great. Hello and welcome. Now, I want to apologize. Welcome to the show. I want to apologize. Last, to last week, we had some technical issues and we couldn't get through to the club. And we kept talking and going on, but... We're in the club we're now. In the club. So, guys, we're in the Positive Property Raise Club. Raise the roof in the club. Now, there's a lot that's happened since last week, heaps, and we've got a lot to talk about. Now, who's been following the Joe Biden and the Trump thing? Joe versus Trump. Who will win? Exactly. Well, so, we know who won. Well, we know who won, yes. <laughs> well, look, um, yes. Now, basically, what I want to talk about is what Joe Biden because Joe Biden now has been sworn in, right? And whether you... It's official. He's the president? He's the president. He's not president-elect anymore. That's the... I, th- I think so. I don't know. We should, yeah. I should Google it and have a look. Good, good to know. Is Joe Biden the president? We're about United to find States out. States of America. Joe Biden's been integrated in the 46th president. No, he's not yet. He has been integrated. Okay. Tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh no, no, that's not Four it. Four hours ago, that's it. He'll be he'll be integrated tomorrow. So Joe's not the president yet. He's president elect. Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, thank you for saying hello. Someone has said hi. But there's so much going on at the moment in the world. I think. I mean, the election. How crazy was that? For one, COVID nineteen. You know, there's so much happening. Yes, and there's look. There's a lot happening and what we have to realise and what I want to talk about tonight is tonight I'm going to talk about Joe Biden, I'm going to talk about COVID, I'm going to talk about rental vacancies that have hit zero. What about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine? We're going to talk about that tonight as well. As well, yeah. The COVID vaccine, right? So it's going to be very interesting. So what's happened, and this is the thing, right? There's a little country nearby us that have um, been kicking ass. And they're probably, when it comes to COVID recovery, the number one country in the world. You're talking about New Zealand? Yes. A little country called New Zealand. Exactly. Hello to all our New Zealand members and friends. New Zealand friends. friends. But you know what? How is New Zealand going to create Australian property millionaires? Good question. Do you want to hear how it's going to happen? How? Are you interested? Um, Tell me, guys. Tell me if you want to hear this because um, I need some feedback here. Say yes. Say hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love New Zealand and I love New Zealanders. They're beautiful people. Yep. Because look, at the end of the day, let's face it, they're our neighbours. I love New Zealanders. New Zealanders. And it's six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a really good attitude. Anyone Has anyone watched Flight the Concords? One of my favourite shows. And that's New Zealanders, you know, with Murray and all that. Um, now, we're also going live in the Positive Property Inner Circle today as well. So if you're in a circle, say hello, welcome. Now, guys, you're the property in a circle. If you guys got any questions, now is a great time to 
join in and just say something. Absolutely. Yep. Get in early. Get your questions in early. So here's a list of things that we've actually borrowed, stolen from New Zealand. Right? Crowded House. Okay. Farlap. Russell Crowe. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Pavlova. I was going to say Pavlova. There's a bit of a debate whether it's Australian or New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Each country sort of claimed it. Yep, right. Exactly, right. So let me tell you what's happened to the coronavirus recovery in New Zealand. Okay, let's find out. And New Zealand is the only country ahead of us when it comes to recovery. Right. So we're number two. In the world? In the world. You're kidding. So New Zealand number one, Australia number two. So we're number two. That's amazing. Look. If we're going to be number two to someone, our beautiful friends across the Tasman. Tasman I'm, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, what New Zealand did, they acted really fast and shut down the country. They just stopped everything. And essentially eliminated the virus they completely. They pulled the plug on everything. They got down the interest rates down to 2.25%, right? They put in wage subsidies straight away and yeah. they just went straight into it. They handed out $50 billion. They went really good right? home. In the recovery. Yeah. You know, now, the thing is, that's what they did, right? And guess what happened? Property market rebound 20%. Yeah, I was um, speaking to um, a member who's a friend of mine in um, New Zealand and she was telling me that property there has gone nuts. Like, it is so expensive now. Yep. Now, this is the thing, right? New Zealand was ahead of the game when it comes to COVID and their property market went 20%. Yeah. Do you think we here in Australia may be able to do something similar? Absolutely. Because who followed quite quickly after New Zealand was us. Now, we had that lockdown in Melbourne, and Melbourne got hammered with the property price. But guess yes. what happened? They've rebounded. Because this is the deal, right? And this is the thing that people sometimes get wrong, and I've got to, you've got to understand. When there hasn't been growth, yes, that's the opportunity. That's what you want to look so for. So if I'm looking at an area, this part, I'm, I'm going to do a whole series on how I do my research. I want to tell you guys. I want to be transparent and show you guys exactly what I do. You know? One thing I pride myself is, you know, if you look at our values, heart, mm. you know, and now A in heart is for being authentic, authentic. being real, no BS, mm-hmm. and being vulnerable. Yeah. And that's me. And that's part of our values. I'm happy to be real, be authentic, and be vulnerable. And I'm going to share my, I'm going to share my secrets. Now, I'm not going to share the top 100 with you because you have to pay me for that. But I will share how I get there. And nice. you know what? Instead of giving you the fish, I'm going to teach you how to fish. And if you can't catch it, you can always join our program. Our Black Belt. You can always join our Black Belt program and get the fish delivered to you on the planet, <laughs> right? So it's all good. You know what I mean? It's great. And so what I want to do is... um. But it's really fascinating to hear about, you know, what's happening around the world in terms of coronavirus, how it's actually affecting the property market. New Zealand, number one country for basically almost eradicating it. And now Australia's second. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. Yes. And now look, with Melbourne, right, mm-hmm. their growth after the lockdown, so the rebound. And I want to tell you, the reason I'm talking about this is because it's important because I need to explain something to you. This is a pure example of why my statistical research works so well and why fundamental research is fundamentally wrong. Okay. Okay. So the rebound in the Melbourne property market is the biggest it's had in 21 years. Wow. You're kidding. Yes. Now, followed by what? Big crash. Yes. Now, look, I must say, I didn't expect it to come bounce back that quick. 
Very okay. quickly. Even I was surprised. I knew it was yeah. going to bounce back, but not that quick. I thought we had longer to go, right? And so the thing is, guys, a lot of times property can surprise you the way it bounces back. Mm. And really, you know, the market is on the move and fast. Mm. You know, it's already moving. And, you know, that's why it's important to really find out what we're doing. Now, Now, what's happened in Melbourne and why did it go up? I want to talk to you about a thing called market cycle timing. Because yes. this is a pure example of market cycle timing. So there's probably around 29 different things that I look at when I'm looking at top 100. There's 16,000 suburbs in Australia. And what I do is I look at the top 100 and I only choose the top 100 out of 16,000 so we can really get the best return for ourselves and our clients. Absolutely. Now, I used to do it for myself, but now I do it for our clients and it's more fun doing it that way because there's more people and it costs a, lot of, costs a lot of energy and money and time to do it. And now we've got all these members, so it's great. So basically, market cycle timing means that if a property market hasn't gone up for a long time, it's going to go up. Mm. That's it. Simple. Yeah, so you want to get into a suburb that hasn't had growth for, what, the past six or seven years? Well, it depends. What you've got to do is you've got to look at the historical. That's just one factor, though. Yes. I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, one yeah. single factor, obviously. So basically, property cycles last between 7 to 12 years. Right. So what you want to do is you want to look at when the last cycle was, and if it's in within, if it hasn't gone up within seven to twelve years, it's about to boom. Yeah. Right. That's the fact of it. If it's in a capital city, large regional centre. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So market cycle timing is one of the most important things. So write it down. Remember it. It's very important. MCT for sure. Yep. Market timing. And talking about MCT, I've been taking MCT. My um, medium chain triglycerides. But don't confuse everyone. No, no, because, because I've been on... Um, that's a I've separate on... thing altogether. Yep. We're talking about property now, George. We're talking about my market cycle, cycle timing. timing. Yep. So make a note and really make sure you've, um, you look at that. And that's why Melbourne's had such a rebound, right? But when, it look, when it comes to market cycle timing, the market cycle timing in Brisbane is amazing at the moment. Mm. Because what happens normally... And I've, I've got the graphs, and I want to share them next week. Remind me, please. So what happens is you've got, you got Sydney, and there's a boom. Mm -hmm. Then Melbourne follows. Then Brisbane follows. Right. And back in 2008, mm -hmm. everything crashed and was going, oh, my God, property stuffed. Mm -hmm. And I said, guys, it's going to come back. Because one thing about me, I'm like the ant. Mm -hmm. you know, in summer, I realised there's going to be a winter. And in yeah. winter, I know there's going to be a summer. Yeah. So when property prices are going up high, Sooner or later, they're going to go back down. But you have to always think, you know, two or three steps ahead whenever you're investing as well. You do. Because you're exactly. not just thinking about that one property you're buying. You're thinking about the second, the third, the fourth, you know, up to 10 more properties. Well, well this is the deal. I remember in primary school when you are probably pretty small, you probably played a bit of checkers because mm -hmm. you probably weren't smart enough to play chess when you're five, right? <laughs> I learned chess when I was five, funny enough. But, but then when you get older, you learn maybe chess. Now, yeah. a lot of property investors out there playing checkers, mm -hmm. which is just one move at a time, but then you've got the chess players like myself, and we're looking four or five moves yeah, ahead. Yeah, so you're really thinking about strategy. Yeah, and you can't beat the chess players, you know what I mean, like that. Mm. That's the thing. So Joe Biden, now that he's the president, America's got stability again. Yes. And the economists... No more civil wars. The economists are saying that's going to be really good for the economy and really good for Australia as well. Yeah. So, that, that, so that's what they're saying. 
And that's what they're saying. Whether you like Trump or Biden doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. But stability creates wealth. And, and instability certainty. Certainty. Yeah. And instability creates Chaos. no wealth. So, for example, you know, where's a war-torn country? Iraq. Iraq. Iran. Iran's not war-torn. Iraq, sorry. Yeah, Iraq. Iraq's a war-torn <laughs> country and pretty dangerous. And I'm not a property expert in that area. I'm an expert when it comes to Australia, New Zealand, Israel, Singapore, all, all the Western countries. But I'd imagine in a war-torn country that property prices aren't very stable. Right. And I've heard, I've heard Iran have gone down as well. They were going up for quite a while, but then they've gone down. But anyway, but see, Australia, the reason our property market is so robust is because we've got a very strong democracy and a lot of stability, which is great. So what's happening is, one, Joe Biden now is going to get inaugurated. That's actually going to be good for the economy. Two, awesome. the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, whether you like vaccines or not, right, what we've done is we've escaped covid quite unharmed. Melbourne got locked down. I was talking to um, a friend of mine in London actually last night and they're in a second, they're in a third lockdown now, third. Wow. So restaurants in London, in in, in UK are stuffed. They're in their third lockdown. They're getting 50,000 cases a day. That's crazy. Which is just, we didn't, we haven't even had that total in all of Australia, right? So we're really- 50,000 cases a day? Yes. How are their hospitals coping with that? It's like a flu for a lot of people, so I'm not an expert on how they're coping, but it's a lot of cases. So what's happening is the Australian economy is pretty strong, but now the vaccines rolled out in UK already. It started about three days ago. Right. So they're starting to vaccinate thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Now, the vaccine, whether you like it or not, it's going to help the economy. Because what may happen in Australia, we've escaped Corona so long, mm-hmm. and what was the fear was we escaped it, but we're going to get hit again and get a second wave yeah. once we open up. But if they get the vaccine out and people get vaccinated, then maybe we're going to miss out on that second, third wave. It'll like it. um, shrink, flatten the curve. Yep, basically. Someone's saying I'm not taking the vaccine. <laughs> and look, that's fair enough. And personally, I'm not sure if I'm taking the vaccine. I'm not big on vaccines. I'm not big on pharmaceuticals or anything like that. And the jury's out at the moment. I mean, the, the one thing is, I was looking at an article recently, funny enough, in Norway, they had the vaccine. And I think it was Norway. Let me have a quick look. Yeah. I think it was in Norway. And out of these old people, 50 people died. Wow. They took the vaccine. That's but, a lot. but they were 80 plus and in, in nursing homes. And they said, well, they're going to die anyway. That's still not okay. So, so but, but anyway, they said they're going to die anyway. But my problem is you can't say they're going to die anyway and then say it wasn't a vaccine, but then if they die anyway, but it was COVID, then it's COVID. You can't yeah, have it both no, ways. No. I don't care. Have it this way or that way, but you can't have it both ways. Mm. And there's been a lot of discrepancy, and I think the COVID deaths have been exaggerated, and they've been exaggerated because people are getting rewarded for it. So if you're getting paid extra money to yeah, report something as COVID... There's an incentive there. There's a financial Look, incentive. Follow the money. Follow the money. Whenever there's an incentive to do something, it's going to happen. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the fact of it is, if you're going to incentivize hospitals or places and countries to say this was COVID so they can get more money, then they're going to say it. They're going That's to the way tick it is. whatever box they have to to get that cash. That's right. So I reckon this probably exaggerated a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying that COVID is not real. I'm not saying it's not dangerous. But I think that Australia so far has done well. Now, 
what's this about rental vacancy rates hitting zero? That sounds amazing. I mean, hello. Zero. There were people complaining about, oh, what if our tenants don't pay rent because of COVID and they've lost their jobs? But if you're saying that rental vacancy rates are at zero. Not everywhere. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Then we're laughing. Yeah. So, look, oh, let me explain. Coastal towns, mm-hmm. wine regions, and anywhere in the st- in a, the states where people go on holiday, mini holidays, yeah, are totally booked out. We Be- know we because were there because of domestic tourism. That's right. Ah. So, so there's actually a massive. We can't go to Bali, so we go to the Barossa. <laughs> so I'm very fascinated to see what's going to happen because we're all spending money in Australia. Now, yeah, which is pretty awesome in a way. Holiday we- in your own backyard. Well, we had uh, some friends come visit us. We had Belinda. Hi, Belinda, if you're online. And what happened was... Um, Chris and Belinda. Chris and Belinda came and joined us. A lovely and, member, Chris. <laughs> yep. And, and, yeah, it was amazing. We went to a little trip at the Barossa. We spent a whole day at Maggie Beer's farm. That was amazing. And we, all, we made our own gin. It was so awesome. It was such yeah. a great experience. If you watch this, Brett, hello and thank you. So Brett is an old mate of mine and Belinda's. And he yeah. he uh, married Maggie Beer's daughter. And he's called the son-in-law. And he, son-in-law gin, and he taught us how to make gin. And Brett's very good at what he does. He's excellent. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Had a great time. And the fact of it is we spent a lot of money because really if we went overseas to Bali, it would Not have been... Not just at Maggie Beer's farm, but yeah, in the Barossa in the Barossa total. In total. But <laughs> seriously, the money we spent there in four days, we could have spent two weeks in Bali. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, I don't mind. I'm not saying I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, we know it's expensive to holiday here in Australia. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, exactly. So I've got someone's got a question, but I'm going to say that to last. Okay, yeah, we'll yep. say that to yep. the end. We'll come back. Yeah, so therefore, um, basically, that's what's happening. So there's zero vacancy rate when it comes to all the coastal towns in New South Wales and um, Brossa Valley and places like that. That's it's amazing. amazing. That's really yep. good for the property market yep. in Australia. Yeah. So awesome. look, yeah. So look, so these are the five reasons why the economy is getting pushed up when it comes to the property market, right? Yep. One is cheap money, right? Low interest rates. They're so low. You can get a four-year fixed term for less than two percent. Absolutely. Right from yep. the big four banks. I'm not suggesting you do that because uh, where are we both from? We are both from Adelaide, little South old Australia. Adelaide. Yep. <laughs> so hello. Where are you from, by the way? What's the name? Yeah, T-T- let us know where you're from. Yep. And welcome to the group. Thank you. So, yes, so basically we're from Adelaide, Australia, and we run so positive property. money's cheap at yep. the moment? The government's pushing the banks to lend generously, but the banks aren't doing it yet. Right. They're really making it tough for people. That's yeah. what's holding the market not going up. And also they're throwing cheap money at business. You know, you know the government's guaranteeing 50 to 100% of people's loans. Oh, from US, someone from USA. USA. Awesome. There you go. We've got an American friend here. Welcome. I love it that we've got people from all over the world here listening to us, which is great. That's right. And the government's spending massive. They're throwing everything at the economy. Mm. Right? Well, that's good. I think it gives, um, you know, that certainty and stability that, you know, Australians need. Well, you know, we've got the biggest deficits since World War II. Wow. Right? And most people would be going, oh, my God, that's bad. But let me tell you why it's good. Tell me. Basically, why it's good is because property, money is cheap at the moment. And I don't know if you saw my last live that we did last week, 
But many people that have got savings in the bank, you know what's going to happen to them? It's shrinking. They're, they're, it's shrinking. Money's they're getting going shrinkage. down because property's going up. So you know what? The, the inflation that's happening in the country at the moment mm. is going to destroy your savings. Yeah. If you've got money in the bank, if you're cashed up, seriously, you get better it into you, property. get it seriously. into property or something. Do something because it's, you're going to lose it all because it's going to shrink and you need to, don't, you don't want shrinkage. Shrinkage is bad. You want no. it to grow. <laughs> Not that type of shrinkage. The shrinkage of the money in the bank. That's right. But both are bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So both, both are bad. But the fact of it is, is, you know, um, okay. So we've got a, we've got a question here. Do you see the, hi, George and Christina. Just a quick question. Do you see the property clock changing now because of what's happening in the market? Okay, so let me talk about the property clock very quickly. Yes. The property clock is amazing. If you don't know the property clock, you should know it because it's important. 12 o'clock is the peak, 6 o'clock is the bottom. And what we do is we're looking at buying at 7 o'clock after mm. we've had a little bit of momentum and growth yeah. because that's the phase that it's going up. Now, 7 o'clock happens when there hasn't been growth. So when you when a suburb's gone up for five years in a row, it's at eleven o'clock. You don't want to buy then. You don't want to buy then. You want to buy at seven. Now the property clock hasn't changed. Yes, the property <laughs> clock changes consistently because we don't have one property clock. We got thousands of property clocks all over the place. All in different states. We've actually got sixteen. Just done the sixteen thousand property clocks. Nice. So if you're a watchmaker, That's there's a, a lot, lot of, of clocks. clocks. <laughs> yes. But see, what I do is I now have gone to monthly. I used to do quarterly, now I go monthly. Yeah. Because wow. of the market, I have to go it's monthly. Shifting so it's rapidly. shifting so rapidly. And I want to keep my I want to keep my eye on the pulse. Mm. So how do you keep your eye on the property market is through statistics. Because through fundamentals, you can't keep how can you read sixteen thousand property clocks? Yeah. It's hard. So what I do is I get every property clock in a spreadsheet with twenty nine different factors. I've got certain formulas. So you can actually push all the good stuff at the bottom yeah. and all the SHIT down the bottom mm -hmm. and good stuff up the top. Right? You want the good stuff. You want and the cream all at the I top. Want is the cream cre rises yeah. to the top. And all we want is the cream at the top. And I'm talking the top 100, top 200 suburbs out of 16,000. You can imagine that is the cream of the cream. So I get Absolutely. the cream on top of the cream. So the, mm -hmm. the, the top of the cream is there. I only get the top of the cream of the cream, which is amazing. So there you go. So that's what we're doing. So that's what's happening in the property market. Um, the clocks are moving consistently. I'm keeping my eye on it. And what I'm doing in our positive property in the circle, I'm actually keeping everyone abreast of what's happening and making sure that we put people in properties that are going to go up in value. Absolutely. And we want to make sure that we've got the market cycle timing right. And I want to get people in. Really, at the end of the day, if you haven't got a sense of urgency now in the property market, then maybe you're not listening. You might to want to check your pulse That's and right. see if you're breathing. Yes, because... Last time I saw this was back in 2009. Mm. And back in 2009, I was saying the same thing. Things are going up. And yeah. Melbourne and Sydney went up 17 20% in two or three years. Yeah, you know, wow. In 2010, 11, and 12, right? They so went crazy. And the, the thing is, though, get into the market. The thing is, because the GFC happened, everyone's like, oh, we've got time. We want to go back it in. It happens. You blink right? and it happens. And they were, they were waiting on the sideline. Yeah. And then they blinked. Now, this is the sad thing. I mean, there were some people that I knew back in 2009 that could have bought two properties in 2009. Oh, the amount of people I've met and now, that could have bought and guess you know, what? And now, two to five properties in 2009. But now, guess what? 
They can't play anything. Nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Zero. They, because I what happens this is all the time, and they, I see this all the time. Because what happens is their money in the in the bank keeps shrinking, shrinking in relative terms. Yeah. And their pro- the properties keep going up, so it's yeah. harder to get in. Mm-hmm. Right. If you've got twenty percent deposit now, well, yeah. in a year's time you've got seventeen percent deposit. In two years you've got fifteen percent. Then in three years you've got unless you, you're saving and you can beat it. But the problem is, doesn't matter how much money you save unless you're making them. $500,000 a year. You can never outsave the market, especially a rising market. Good luck. No, no. Because if you buy a $500,000 property today, mm. in 7 to 10 years to 12 years, let's say 10 years just to be conservative, yeah. in 10 years' time, it will be worth a million dollars. That's $500,000 in equity. That's $500,000 more that you'd have to pay for it. Now, let me ask you a question. Seriously, do you think you can save $500,000 on your wage currently with your lifestyle Without lifestyle going down, five hundred thousand. I know I can't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, I can't either. I'd rather my properties do it for me, and that's the key. So what happens is a lot of people are saying, George, but what about paying off your loan? Inflation eats away your loan; it destroys it. Mm. That's the beauty of it. It really does. So that's the exciting thing. And household income is rising at double the rate it normally does, right? So normally household income goes up about three percent. At the moment, it's going up 7%. Wow. That's according to um, the CBA. It's amazing. Yeah. Because a lot of businesses have shifted their models and just gone all online, so more people are working from home now. Yeah, and that's going to that's gonna be the way it is, and I've been saying about yeah. this trend for a while because what happened was I've been telling people that basically um, don't buy commercial yes. <laughs> because people aren't going to be there. That's right. Right? Yeah. Um, Especially now COVID's given it that big shift that was already happening. It's just put it on steroids where yeah. people have no choice but to work from home, you know, yeah. over Zoom. Exactly. Now. And the thing is, you know, the best way to make money out of commercial property is turn it residential, <laughs> right? And I've got a commercial property. I'm going to turn it residential. It's going to double in value awesome. overnight. Imagine that making, you know, that's a 100% return with a stroke of a pen. That's awesome. I'm going to document it. So it should yeah, be fun. yeah. So... The thing is, right, not only people make more money, mm. they're saving more money and people are deposit ready. Right. That's another thing. They're saving more money. They're right. And this is the thing, you know, we haven't, we haven't had anyone vaccinated in Australia yet mm-hmm. and the property market's already come back. What do you think is going to happen when people get vaccinated? It'll increase it. It'll increase yeah. people's confidence in the economy and everything else like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So look. If house can grow in times like this of uncertainty of pandemic and COVID-19, imagine what would it mean when the virus is no longer a threat? Yeah, it's just going to be next level. I mean, it's already so crazy at the moment here, like the property market. Um, but I can just imagine, you know, when we're at the end of 2021, how next level everything's going to be. Yeah, exactly. But this th- is the question though, right? So if housing has gone up so much with pandemic and everything, yeah. imagine what's going to happen once it's got a vaccine and everything else. It's going to be crazy. Mm. Now, you sitting there listening to us, the most important, importantly, is how can you take advantage of this? Yes. Hello. How can you take advantage? I'll tell you how you can take advantage. Be prepared. Mm. Right? Yes. Fortune favours the prepared. The prepared. <laughs> and does. the bold. Yes. Well, you've got to be first prepared, then bold. No point being bold. And you know what I mean? It's like Jim Rohn says, you know, you know, you can go to a motivation seminar, right? But if you don't know what you're doing, you know, 
what happens? You can end up with a motivated idiot. You know what <laughs> you want you want them to have the right strategy, right? Yeah. That's what Jim Rohn says. So the thing is, how can you take advantage of this? I'll tell you how you're going to take advantage. Seriously, what you need to do is invest in yourself, become the best version of yourself, and really take advantage of this. Because I don't want to say I told you so, because I've already done this for people that have followed me since 2008. I'm already telling them now. And now again, yeah. right? And the people that invest in 2009, they're going through their second doubling now. Because mm. the second doubling is even better. Their property's doubled. Now it's going to double again. So get off that fence and get into the market. Yes. So what I suggest you do is I suggest you really educate yourself. Absolutely. And one great way of educating yourself is doing our 14 day challenge. And we're doing the Freedom Free Property 14 day challenge um, the first Monday of March. 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 We're taking February off. First Monday of the March. That's right. So <laughs> guess what I'm doing? I'm taking February off. I'm not doing a challenge. Cool. But I'm going to do one in March. Might possibly be my last one. Mm. Because we're actually thinking about moving overseas. Wow. We might be moving to Bali if it's possible. We're going to check out. We're going to check out if it's possible. Corona's like. Yeah, let's see. But I, I really, I haven't gone overseas for a year now. And I've got the itch. And I'm thinking of just packing everything up. And we're just going to go off for six months and just live somewhere else. Maybe Bali, Costa Rica, mm. something like that. You know what I mean? We'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I suppose, you know, that's the beauty of having passive income. You can do that. Mm. You've got right? options. You've yeah. got options. And actually, I was talking to um, Najib, who does our videos, mm. you know, and uh, him and his partner, I think they're coming and joining us. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. How good is that? That's awesome. Cool. More fun. And Belinda, if you're watching, you and Chris, you guys might want to come as well. <laughs> because the beauty of it is now with Zoom and everything else, we can run this business from anywhere. That's but right. also what I love about it is the properties are going to make you money no matter what. No matter where. It's going to Airbnb our house. Yeah. We're off. We're done. We Airbnb our house anyway. Mm. And we make good money out of it. We're short holidays. I reckon a big holiday. If we're living in Bali and we're getting money for our property here, we're going to make a profit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to do the challenge, type in challenge and one of our staff will send you a direct message. Absolutely. And if you don't want to do the challenge, don't do the challenge. And we've got a few questions, I think. Yes, we do. So, okay. Lee has a few questions and we'll be watching the replay. Okay, great. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, Lee. And hello, Lee, and welcome. Question one. I'm 51. I have three properties, including own occupier, which is paid off. I've been considering buying another investment, but everyone tells me not to expand more and stay where I am and not to be greedy. What? What are your thoughts taking my age in the equation? My concern is that if I buy another, it won't be paid off by the time of retirement, but the other two investment properties will be paid off by the time of retire. Question two, how does the land tax work in the same state if you got over the quota? Okay, Lee, well, let's unpack this question because that's important, right? Okay. First, you're 51 of three properties. Well done. Absolutely. And you've paid off your own occupier. Excellent job. Amazing. Fantastic, which is really good. Now, you don't want to have all your properties in one state. No. No way at all. So one thing with the land tax, I don't know which state you're in, so mm-hmm. I can't comment, but every state's different. Yeah. Once you go to a certain threshold, you have to mix it up. But really, at the end of the day, have you ever heard of this thing called don't put your eggs in one basket? Putting them all in one state is one basket. So what I like to do is put two or three in one state, mm-hmm. and then move on. 
So yeah. you've got two or three there. You've got three properties. That's fine. You know what I mean? That's okay. Mm -hmm. But I'd probably want to put two. The next one you've got, put in a different state. New South Wales. Okay, great. So New South Wales is pretty strict when it comes to land tax. It depends on the value. But um, if you reach out to Charmaine, um, I'll put if, if someone can uh, tag Charmaine in this post, reach out to Charmaine, have a quick chat to Charmaine. We'll yeah. find out how much they're worth and work out what you need to do. So you let, need a proper strategy. You yeah, need but, a proper plan. Because I, it's hard for me to explain that, but I want to give you as much value as I can, though, which is great. And I really appreciate you asking questions because questions um, are good because that gives me the ability to really help people because that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I really want to help people as much as I can. So greedy. I'm not, so, I, I think the people saying that you're being greedy, I think they're a little bit jealous, personally. Yeah, so look, don't let the naysayers naysay because I... They're trying to hold you down. Look, I'm... Okay, so you're 51. I'm turning 51 this year. So we're the same age. High five. <laughs> now, Do you think he's going to stop buying property? No way. No. Nothing's going to slow George I'm down. I'm going to buy five <laughs> or six this year, right? Do I want to pay him off by the time I retire? I already retired once anyway. So, <laughs> so it doesn't back. matter. Uh, but look. <laughs> the goal is not to pay them off anyway. The, uh, my goal is not to pay them off. Yeah. That's the thing. So one thing we've got to get clear on is, and this is why I love the 14 Day Challenge, because it gives you clarity. Mm. Because until you've got clarity, because property investing is complicated if you don't understand the core principles. Yeah. Once you understand the core principles, you can actually answer all these questions for yourself. And that's what I love about the 14 Day Challenge because I want to empower you to know what makes sense. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know what makes sense. Yeah. And the numbers or don't... Or they've got their goals confused, like paying off the property as a goal. Yes, yes. Like... Yeah, paying off the property as a goal, right? That's... Yeah. Funny enough, that's... A lot of people would probably say that's what they want to do. But mm. really, it's not what you want to do. Let me ask you a question. Would you prefer to have passive income or a paid off property? Passive income. Hello. Well, I'm, not, I'm asking our person. Past, I'll I'm just asking, say what I want anyway. Uh, is your name Lee? Because I'm in, on the streaming software. We don't know. We can't see your name. I'm going to have a look on the Facebook page. Yep. Oh, you can see. Have a look see as well. If you don't mind, just. Yeah, because what's look, the most you, important can you, thing? Can you, look, can you look and find out? Yeah, it's not in the, the club. That I'm yeah, in. so the, the most important thing is it could be the inner circle. Um. Oh, who knows? Could, could be anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to um, go anyway. on a wild goose chase now. Yes. That's okay. No, no, I'm going to go right here quickly. Because the most important thing at the end of the day, well, for me personally, is how much money my property is making me. It's not whether I've paid it off or not. Yeah, and look, I'm going to talk a little bit about priorities, but mm. one thing you need to do, get clarity on yes. what you want, right? Clarity is so important because when you've got clarity, when you know what you want, you know your goal, then you can create a plan to get there. Now, the greed thing is you're not greedy because I really think that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that go, oh, money's not important to me. But that's because they can't get money, yeah. right? Money's a tool and you can do a lot more good with money than without money. Mm. I mean, Belinda and I, we raised $223,000 for children with special needs. Mm. Now, that was a lot of money and did a lot of good. Yeah. Now, if I said money wasn't important, and I gave him 20 bucks instead, would I have made such an impact? No. No. That's so, you know what I mean? So the, the important thing is, is that you want, I really believe the more success you are, mm -hmm. the better you can, better person you can be for um, 
society, for your family, for your friends, for everything. So I say go out there and do the best you can. You know, I think you should... Don't be greedy. Get make as much passive income and create the lifestyle that you want. And don't do, be average. Don't be average. Don't be mediocre. Right? And you're young. Have big goals. And look, you're very young. <laughs> so I'll tell you the good news and the bad news. <laughs> Let me tell you the good news and the bad news. Okay. Okay. So for people that don't have a lot enough super, the bad news is you're going to live a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So people living a lot longer. The good news is you're living longer. But the bad news is if you've got no money, it's going to suck because you're going to be on the pension for a long time. Because in the old days, when you retired at 65, three, four years later, you're dead. But now our average age goes up every year and it changes, right? So so I really think um, my concern that if I buy another one, it won't be paid off. Maybe it won't be paid off by the time you retire, but that's not the important thing. It's the important more. thing is creating a passive income when you retire and having the right strategy. But I really think you should talk to Charmaine. She's one of my top property strategists and she knows my stuff really well and you're in good hands. Put it this way, Lee, if you've got a property that's covering its own expenses and it might even be, you know, positive by $10 per week, does it matter if you pay it off? If you're positive? If you're making money? Well, on average... It's going to cover its expenses. Yeah, look, it's too complicated to go in here. You really need to talk to Charmaine. And then um, she might be able to in a nutshell. Right. But um, when I retired, because I've done, see, the thing is, when you're talking to me, you're talking about someone that walks their walk and has already done all this. Mm. So I'm not fantasizing because there's a lot of property people out there that have never retired on property, mm. and they talk about retiring on property, but they've never done it. Yeah, I've done it, and I've helped people do it, and I know exactly what it's like. Absolutely. I'm really clear on it because I've already been there. Speaking from experience. Talking from experience. And you can't speak more than from experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I retired. I didn't pay off my properties. It didn't matter. Yeah. Because they were positive. They were making me 180 grand a year. Mm-hmm. And they kept going up in value. Yeah. And what I did is I was conservative because I didn't know as much then as I know now. So I put $380,000 in offset account. Mm-hmm. I got a house on the beach. I was single at the time. I was out there partying, having fun traveling i bought a convertible porsche and had a lot of fun but i was still you know careful not spending too much money yeah. funny enough i should have spent more because the money just kept coming back in because of my passive income which yeah, is awesome it just keeps coming back in and topping up yeah and the thing is that was the first doubling i made my 180 grand a year which was great nice. the second doubling now i've just gone through now last year alone i made a million dollars without getting out of bed awesome now you know, I always, one of my goals was to make a million dollars passive. And I really wrote it down as a goal a long time ago, but didn't actually think it could actually happen. Mm-hmm. And I um, am amazed that it happened. So it's pretty awesome, yeah. you know, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. So high five, high five. Woo-hoo. And look, am I being greedy? No, no. I'm not being greedy because I'm, I'm, I'm supplying housing for people. Mm. And I spend a lot of money and help the economy. I think Australians need to get over your tall poppy syndrome. Please, I really, once and for all. Tall poppy syndrome Seriously, sucks. annoys me. Yeah, so Lee, Lee, look, well done for having three properties. Well done for paying your own occupier. But seriously, we're going to have the biggest boom in 50 years mm. happening in the next year or two. So I really suggest you get clear on this, talk to Charmaine, have a chat, book Absolutely. in with her, and get get a little bit of guidance because Absolutely. I really think you can kick ass. Get clear ass. on your goals and, yep. yeah, we're here to help you go to the next level. Amazing. So we've talked about a lot of exciting stuff tonight, which is awesome. I've got another question. Oh, does positively geared property always increase your borrowing capacity? 
How do we make sure your borrowing capacity is increasing property after property? Okay, how do we do that? <laughs> look, <laughs> Very complicated question. Okay, yeah, so look, uh, we're, we're about to end very soon. Yes. So, you know what, I think I need to... We are going to save this question for our next slide, yep. guys, because we've already gone way over time. Yeah, so tonight, I'm going to save these two so questions. Thank you so much for joining us. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to quickly do a summary. Absolutely. So we talked about Joe Biden, how that's going to increase the We talked about market. Joe Biden. We talked about um, New Zealand and how we've, um, you know, we've taken Pavlova, Crowded, crowded House, Farlap, and now... We're going to use their wealth strategy to help Australians become Absolutely. become millionaires, which is pretty. But cool. also the COVID vaccine and how that's going to help put the property market on steroids. But we also we also spoke about how the property market's already gone up, mm. and we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, which is crazy, isn't it? And we spoke about how people's wages have actually gone up, and property prices are bouncing back already. So look, pretty exciting stuff. And how we've got zero rental. We've got vacancy. zero vacancy in certain areas now. Mm. You know, other areas, the vacancy have gone up. So, for example, Melbourne CBD, Sydney CBD, Adelaide CBD, the vacancy... In our no-go zones. That's, yeah, so if you look at our no-go zones, and um, if you want a copy, click on the unit no-go zone, one of the units, I don't know which number it is, but I've got it there. If you look at the no-go zones, just don't buy there, whatever you no. do. But seriously, buy the top 100 instead. But if you've got a property no-go zone, book in with Charmaine, she might be able to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we spoke about our 14-day challenge. Yes, right. which is a really good place to start if you're looking to improve what you're doing or even you know, get started with investing. Well, the good part is we're not doing it till March. Mm. So if you join now, you can do the pre-homework nice and easy. You've got plenty of time. Yeah. And then in March, you can just smash it out. Exactly. Hit yeah. the ground running. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's been wonderful talking to everyone. It's been great. I love it. I love doing these Wednesday sessions, guys. I love talking the to Wednesday you. The Wednesday session. It's very exciting. I've had so much fun. It's been fantastic. Yes. And thank you for, for joining us tonight. Now, now, just I want to comment on two things. If you're on our podcast and listening to us right now, please come and join us, Positive Property Club, live, because I'd love to interact with you, our audience. Great. If you're in the Positive Property Club or anywhere else listening to us, join our podcast, because that way... You get a little bit of, you know, get a little baby, little mini George and Christina in your pocket, giving you a little bit of motivation here. And Absolutely. There, right? Yeah. And what I'm going to be doing, guys, is I'm going to be creating um, a whole new membership site for our members. But what I want to do is I want to give back to our community because I'm very thankful that you're here. Oh, do you want to show that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to show you what the, um, the property show with George Markowski looks like on the podcast, um, what the actual, the artwork. Ah, there, there it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, look at that. Shenanigans. Oh, love it. Love it. So, love yeah, it. that's what it looks like right there. Now, look, guys, Um, what I want to do is I want to give back. So I'm creating this new membership site, and I'm going yes. to be I'm going to be giving away a lot of stuff for free. Right? Awesome. So I'm um, next week or two. Come join me live because I'm going to be giving away goodies. It's free. Thousands of dollars worth of goodies because I'm going to be giving people some free memberships into our new site. Free memberships. Um, as a celebration to launch it because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really cool. That's I've got exciting. This, I've got this great team working on it. Um, and this guy called Chris Benetti who runs Members Pro, this guy's a really good guy. I spoke to him today and he's helping us out with this team and it's going to be really professional. You're a legend, Chris. You are, Chris. But also, listen to this. We're launching the Positive Property app. Wow, there's so much happening. How good's that? That's amazing. The Property Positive app's coming out. So stay tuned. That's coming out next, probably next few weeks. So that's coming out as well. And then you can have 
little George in your pocket motivating you. <laughs> but yeah, so look, so what I want to do that is I want to have that so you've got easy access. You need me help. It's right there. Yeah. So that way you've got an emergency call your coach button. <laughs> <laughs> so look, having a lot of fun. Thank you so much for watching. We're off and we're going to see you next Wednesday. Look, we're going to be here Wednesday after Wednesday after Wednesday after Wednesday. We're going to be here. Rain, Come and join us. Shine. We're Come and join this. us. We're going to be giving value bomb after value bomb after value bomb Love and it. having a bit of fun. Now, look, guys, I need a quick question before we go. One last question. We used to warm up with karaoke. Mm-hmm. And today we didn't do it. No. Last week we did. I, you know, comment please. Do you like the karaoke? You don't like the karaoke? Because I don't mind it. But if you don't like it, we'll do it. If you don't like it, won't do it. That's it. Thank you so much. We're out of here. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful. And please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. And it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth. Live the life you desire and provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.